from PRX. This is Studio 360. I'm Kurt Anderson. When Ari Aster was a student at the American Film Institute Conservatory, the elite Hollywood school, he decided to make a movie that would unsettle people there as much as possible. That became The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, a genuinely shocking short film from 2011 about incest. It became kind of a a viral online sensation. Am I just this abusive monster and you're some sad, helpless victim? Or does it take two to tango? Because I think it does. And if I've done anything, you've done it with me. His debut feature film is also about a family going through horrifying, unspeakable trauma. It premiered at the Sundance Film Festival earlier this year, and critics are calling it either the scariest film of the year or the scariest film since The Exorcist, which means the scariest film, I guess, of the last 45 years. The movie is called Hereditary. First, light the candle, then choose an item that belonged to Grandma. Then read this out loud. It's to make things start. Ari Aster wrote and directed Hereditary, which he is here with me now to talk about. Ari, welcome to Studio 360. Thanks. Great to be here. So it's going to be difficult to talk about this film without spoiling things. Yeah. I've been having trouble even just providing summaries or, yeah. Yeah. While I was taking the movie out and just pitching it, I was describing the film as a family tragedy that curdles into a nightmare in the same way that life can feel like a nightmare when disaster strikes or, you know, things fall apart. You wrote it as well as directed it. I've read you say that that it comes out of, it's not, Lord knows, I don't believe, autobiographical, how could it be? But that it comes out of uh, bad things that happened to your family, right? Yeah, well, there, there were especially a few years that were just especially rough that my family and I went through. And in many cases, this was me watching, you know, people in my family just suffer. You know, not to be cryptic, but yes, right. but things had gotten so bad and so hard for a period of time that the prevailing feeling was that, oh, oh like, it, it, we must be cursed. Yeah. Um, so the idea was to take that idea of a family being cursed right. and to and to literalize that. Yeah, exactly. So Hereditary is very naturalistic. For a horror movie with supernatural things going on, it is, I don't know, 80% a kind of family drama, right? And, and just the way it's shot and the way it's written and the way it's acted. is is Does that make it scarier, you think? You know, I can say that I'm not affected by anything if I'm not invested in the people to whom... Right, these genre. If they're just beautiful teenagers about to get killed. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It was very important to me that the film function first as a vivid family drama, and that then all the horror elements grow out of their situation and what they're going through, as opposed to the people you know serving as devices for the horror. Right. That's always the difficulty with making a a family film. And you mean a family film with members of a family, not like. A Disney family film, and that's right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Hereditary is not for 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 the the whole family. For the whole family, Um, there was a part of me that was, you know, that really wanted to reject the idea that I was a horror filmmaker. You know, in in this case, I am. You know, I I really hope to 
play in every genre, but I was very careful to like correct people when they right. when they called me a horror filmmaker. And, no, I'm an aesthete and a snob. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I used to be obsessed with horror films as a kid, and they were all I watched. You know, between like twelve and thirteen, I watched everything, and I had fallen off. You know, the wagon, and I. Right. I I hadn't been anything resembling like a devotee for, you know, at least a decade. But just in that one right. night, I felt like I came back to the genre in a big way. Here is a clip from Hereditary, and this is uh, a scene of a particularly distressing family dinner. You okay, Mom? What? Is there something on your mind? Is there something on your mind? It just seems like there might be something you want to say. Like what? I mean, why would I want to say something so I could watch you sneer at me? Sneer at you? I don't ever sneer at you. Oh, sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. Okay, so fine. Then say what you want to say then. Peter. I don't want to say anything. I've tried. Same okay, thing. so try again. Release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine. Release me. Just say it. Just fucking say it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? That is Tony Collette and... And Alex Wolf as her son, Peter. Right. Tony Collette uh, gives a superb performance, uh, but did she take convincing to be in this first-time guy's horror movie? I don't know how much convincing I had to do, but I, you know, we sent her the script with a letter from May. She responded to the script, and we met in person, and we got along. And I'm, I'm sure she had to wrestle with it before she came on. You know, anybody who's seen the film knows it's a very dark, punishing film. And so, ultimately, I think, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I told her when we first met, like, you know, I, this film really needs, you know, a kamikaze performance and. And, you know, she she gives it. Yeah. But I can say that, you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll always be grateful to her, not only for the performance she gives in the film, which I think is remarkable, but for coming on board because I was a first-time filmmaker. And you need an actor of that caliber to attach themselves to basically legitimize the project. Her coming on gave people the uh This the, is real. The confidence. This is legit. Yeah. yeah. You know, she came on board in less than a year. We were on set shooting the film. One of the things, the thing, frankly, that drew me to this film before I had heard about it or knew about it or knew about you was not its horror premise, but the miniatures in it. Uh, Your Tony Collette character, Annie Graham, is an artist who creates these perfect, beautiful little dioramas of her home and things in her life and so forth. Uh, How did you decide on that? Where did that come from? The miniatures struck me as just serving as a a pretty potent metaphor for what's happening in the film, for the family's situation, which is that they have no agency, and that's something that they and we learn over the course of the film. And they ultimately are like dolls in a dollhouse being manipulated for outside ends by outside forces. The show will resume in no time, but I did want to take this moment to suggest you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, feel free to write a review, which does help people discover the show. And now, back to the podcast. I want to talk about what I guess is the most conventionally 
genre-specific horror movie-ish character, which is her youngest child, Charlie. Here's a clip. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. You're crazy. She wanted me to be a boy. You know, I was a tomboy when I was growing up. I hated dresses and dolls and pink. Who's going to take care of me? <laughs> um, excuse me, you don't think I'm going to take care of you? But when you die... That's Millie Shapiro playing Charlie with Tony Collette. She is uh, very, very good at playing this creepy horror movie kid. Do you just call up a casting director and say, oh, I need this creepy kid? I mean, yeah, that's kind of how it starts, yeah. yeah. Um, I was terrified of the uh, the idea of not finding somebody who could do this part because even I, you know, was afraid to have an image in my head of who Charlie was, you know, for fear of not finding it. I was beginning to despair of, of finding that part, and then Millie Shapiro came in, and uh, and this is her first film, but she is something of a veteran already. She she won a special Tony for playing Matilda on Broadway, but she came in and she just blew me away. Right. We talked a bit about Charlie before we we shot, but she is really somebody who's she's like a sponge. Like any idea, she just takes on and breathes life into it. Yeah. I can't imagine what the character would be without her, yeah. but it certainly wouldn't be what it is. No, she is Drew Barrymore in E.T.'s Evil Twin. That's how, <laughs> what I thought as soon as I saw her. That's perfect. Now, now, now is it, she's, she's what, 13, 12 when she made this film? I think she was 14 when yeah. she made the film. So, okay, is it difficult saying, and Millie, we're going to cast you because you're so convincingly creepy? Well, you know, Millie loves horror movies. Uh-huh. Well, there you go, like and you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She loves horror movies. She was so excited by the idea of being in a horror film, and you know, even while we were shooting, she was asking, "Like, is it creepy? You think I'm going to creep people?" Oh, good. So she's into it. She's into it, and she couldn't be more excited about you know about the reception it's already had and about how she's being. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And as you wrote it, did you think, "Oh, Rhoda in the bad seat," you know, uh, the twins in The Shining? Did you have those images of horror movie kids in your head? Uh, Sort of. I was aware that she was. uh, that that character was playing into that tradition. I was also thinking about, you know, Michael Haneke's films, uh, Benny's Video, which is, you know, like a, a, a very disturbing film with a very, very frightening young sociopath at its, yeah. at its center. Sind die Bauern, die uns den Hof verbracht? Jetzt pass auf. I would even point to uh, Lars von Trier's The Kingdom, which is a brilliant miniseries that people should watch that they haven't. There are two seasons of it, and there's a a baby that uh, is played by Udo Kier and uh, grows to you know to be like twenty feet tall and you know is is ultimately benevolent, but he's totally grotesque. There's so many creepy kids in movies that are worth. Yeah. mentioning I'm, that aren't necessarily in horror films. No, Billy Mo- the Billy Moomy episode of The Twilight Zone, for instance. Hey, ex- exactly. That character's also in The Twilight Zone movie. Um, and now we've elected him president. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's true. I hate anybody that doesn't like me. Why, everybody loves you, Anthony. They love you, son. You're everybody's favorite. That dog... That collie dog, he's a bad dog. 
at 12 and 13 when you were a horror movie aficionado or otherwise, were there movies that came back consciously or not to influence how you did this one? Yeah. Well, you know, in a way I was looking at um, the films that I grew up loving and that I still love. There are certainly nods to Rosemary's Baby, which is probably my favorite horror movie. You're lying. It didn't die. You took it. You're lying. You witches. You're lying. But then Don't Look Now was certainly a film I was thinking about. The Nicholas Rogue film that starred uh, Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. My sister's psychic. She wants you to know. I've seen her. Christie. Oh, but she's laughing. She's laughing. She's happy as can be. In a way, this film serves as sort of a spiritual cousin to that film. It's trying to do a lot of the same things, I feel. It's, It's a film about a relationship that's trying to hold together after a, an unfathomable loss. It's dark, like it's, yours. I mean, it's physically dark. It's very dark. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very dark. What it does with mood and dread and what it does with the location of Venice, you know, is really powerful. Now, your studio, A24, who makes a disproportionate number of really good movies for a newish smallish studio has given you the go-ahead, the green light for a new film already, right? That's right. Another, yeah. horror, another horror film? Another horror film, probably the last one I'll make for a little while. Yeah, we're, we're shooting it this August in, in Europe. Wow. You're on a roll. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Ari Aster, uh, thanks for coming by. Thank you very much. Hereditary is in theaters around America now. Thanks for listening, and you can subscribe to Studio 360 at iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. 